Hello, I'm Eddie French, and you might recognise me from such icy news noises as... <coughs> Daddy! And who could forget... <coughs> well, the good news is, is that I now have my own podcast. It's called Pick Scraped, and it is a fortnightly sketch show uh, made entirely by me. So if that sounds like the sort of thing you'd like, go to wherever you get your podcasts and listen to it. Thank you. Pick Scraped. It's me, your favourite stand-in host, Danny Sutcliffe, and you're listening to another episode of IC News. Bloody hell, I hear you moan. What's going on? Another disruption to the regular service? What is this, network rail? Last week, Sam's dog was getting spayed, so what's the excuse now? Is it a family bereavement? Has some unforeseen tragedy struck at the IC News office? Has Sam been suspended by the higher-ups for suggesting on Twitter that beating refugees to death with a rock is a bit much in terms of official Home Office policy? Well, have no fear, for the truth is much funnier. The simple fact is that our dear leader, in all his self-righteous, sanctimonious, triple-jabbed, lockdown-loving superiority has this week been struck down by his second bout of Covid. (laughs) At the same time that his dog got a post-surgery infection as well. Now, I'm not a monster, listeners. I would never laugh at a sick dog, which is why I'm happy to report that she's fine now. But I think we can all agree that the mental image of a Covid-riddled Sam, exhausted and miserable, coughing and spluttering as he gets up in the night, every hour, on the hour, to clean up puddles of explosive dog diarrhoea, <laughs> is very funny. I can just picture him now. Oh no, it's all up the curtains, wah! Oh, it'll never come out of the carpets, wah! I feel sick, I'm middle class and I can't even taste olives anymore, wah! (laughs) As I said, dear listeners, very funny. I mean, really. Covid in 2023. If he'd listened to me, the network's best and only conspiracy theorist, he wouldn't have landed himself in this position in the first place. I've never had a single vaccine, and all I do is drink Sillip Bang like Donald Trump told me to. And guess what? I'm the picture of health. I've never even had the Rona. You can't get organ failure if your kidneys are already dead. Sadly, though, Sam's absence does mean that your fourth episode of season 10 of this illustrious cable news podcast will be a little shorter than usual. But frankly, what do you expect? you get what you can't be bothered joining our Patreon to pay for. And yes, that was passive-aggressive, but I've tried asking nicely, and you don't fucking listen, do you? It's like I'm a teaching union, and you're all Gillian Keegan. Just give us your money, you dicks. Which brings us neatly onto the first of the two stories I can be bothered covering this week. The Spring Budgets. Joining me in the studio to discuss, it's whoever this simpering little Tory cunt is. Welcome, sir. May I say, you look actively damp and it's very off-putting. It's the Michael Gove look, Daniel, and I'll have you know it's all the rage down at the Carlton Club this season. 
My name is Sebastian Forlock, and we've actually met several times before. Really? When? We've both worked here for years. If you say so, sugar tits. Let's dive straight in, shall we? Why does Jeremy Hunt have such a remarkably punchable face? Well, I'm not sure what our Chancellor's visage has got to do with any of his fiscal policies, Daniel. Well, I'm not sure what Michelle Visage has got to do with the budget. Anyway, I thought you lot were trying to cancel RuPaul's drag race. I'm not really sure I can keep up with the pace of these non-secretaires. What the fuck are you on about? We're not even gardening. No, secretaires, not sec... Forget it. Are we talking about the budget or not? That's what I've been trying to do. But you keep banging on about RuPaul and gardening. No, I didn't. I must say, this is all very adversarial. You're fucking weird, mate. (laughs) Thank you. I have heard it said. Right, so you've refused to answer the question about Jeremy Hunt having a punchable face. Typical Tory diversion tactic. (laughs) Now, hang on a minute. So let me ask you this. What first attracted you, a Tory party ailing desperately in the polls, to the sort of sweeping early years childcare reforms the Shadow Education Secretary has been advocating for for months? Well, I don't think that's fair. The Conservative Party have always put our nation's children first. First in the queue at the food bank, you mean? Until Marcus Rashford made you look like a bunch of twats. Now look here, that is preposterous. I'm used to this sort of low-rent brow-beating from the pinkos and communists at the BBC, but I'll not sit here and be so relentlessly dragged by this this aggressive, filthy, uh, degrading interview technique of yours. Are you all right, mate? (laughs) I'm fine. Why? Well, for a minute there, it kind of felt like you were enjoying me trying to humiliate you. Not at all, Daddy. You what? Daniel. Not at all. Daniel. Let's move on, then. Why do you, a Tory party now utterly dependent on the ever-shrinking voter base of rich old retired bastards, think that the rest of us are thick enough to believe you're genuinely interested in dragging them back to work? Well, I, um... I suppose you... You'd just have to trust our integrity on that one, and, um... Oh, right. And you spent the last 13 years building up trust with us, have you? Ballooning the national debt, fucking our public services into the ground, destroying the checks and balances designed to hold power to account, attacking human rights and the fundamental principles of our democratic institutions. Ask me harder, Daddy. What the fuck was that? (laughs) Come now, don't be coy. I can hear it in your voice, just how much I disgust you. Ask me about our record on immigration, too. Hector me on retention rates in the public sector. Get your hands off me! Slam me on Brexit! Roast me on trade! I can take it, Daddy. Go hard as you like. What about rape convictions? Missing child migrants? Military underfunding? Underfunding! 
reminding the civil service. Get Turn down, boy. Daddy. Down. I crave it. Right, that's it. Bad story. Out. Please, out. Daddy. Please. No, you stay out there until you've learned the budget properly. <laughs> was fucking weird. Now, if you've been listening to us regularly, you'll know that at this point Sam usually tries to glide effortlessly into the next report with a seamless link. Well, this one's about banking, which I don't understand in the fucking slightest, so there's no hope of that. I keep all my cash in an old fridge in the garden where the tax man can't find it. So here it is, the one report Sam managed to put together this week before he got ill and (laughs) his dog started shitting like a super soaker full of pisto. (laughs) Fucking hell. It'll never not be funny. (laughs) Anyway, here's our demonic correspondent, Red Redmond, who's been to California to look at the banking crisis that started over there this week. Who needs a proper intro anyway when you've got non-secretaries? Silicon Valley Bank. Three words that when said together should make anybody nervous. The first two conjure up mental images of floppy-haired tech bros playing hacky sack in a Technicolor corporate office. You know the kind I mean. One with a water slide instead of a staircase and a human resources department with a never-ending stack of complaints from female software developers. The other... Well, the other is bank. With all the implications of risky investments and dodgy financial practice, that word has carried since 2008. Combine those two terms together and it just feels like a horrible recipe for disaster. Like Get Brexit Done or Fiona Bruce's Shelter for Battered Women. I bloody love economics. Bankers are my single biggest client back home, you know. Home, for Alan here, of course, being hell. And quick catch-up, Alan is a parasitical shadow demon that latched himself onto my soul back in Season 2. Blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. That's me. I'm a Level 3, Fourth Circle Torture Technician and Agony Artist. Want to know my favourite trick when an investment banker winds up in hell? Not really, but I suspect you're going to tell me anyway. I stick them in a hydraulic press and push their entire body through a hole the size of the eye of a needle. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Do you get it? It's all very ironic. And of course, you can't die in hell. So they just come spurting out of it in one big screaming noodle. Then you throw the whole sorry thing into the burning lake of gold before it gets reconstituted back into human form, ready to start the process all over again. Ah, uh, best job I've ever had. That's all very fascinating, Alan, but I'm not sure what it's got to do with the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank. It's got a lot to do with it. If you worked for them. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Can we just try and focus, please? The run on American banks that we've seen this week has exposed serious regulatory flaws in the American banking sector and sent shockwaves of concern through the global financial markets. Jesus Christ, Red. You could get a job in the second circle back home, you know. Oh? And why's that, Alan? Well, it's lust, isn't it? And you do a great job boring the tits off all the Jezebels. Oh, for God's sake, can you just focus, please? But it's so boring, and we haven't even eaten. I've told you, we need to finish this report first. Just 
Shut up, will you? Try and enjoy the California sunshine. God, fine. But I'm telling you, the first prick on a Segway I see is getting devoured. Fine. In the meantime, I'll try and explain why this banking collapse has sent share indexes tumbling and raised fears of another potential financial crisis. Just get on with it. I'm trying to. Until its collapse, SVB was the 16th largest bank in the US. It was the preferred bank for the tech sector and saw a huge boom in deposits during the pandemic era as tech startups saw a rise in demand for products and services. Many of them relied on Silicon Valley Bank to hold their payroll cash and capital for lots of other expenses. And like all other banks, SVB invested a large portion of those deposits with interest rates at rock bottom. They ploughed huge amounts of capital into long-dated US government bonds. No, stop. You're thrilling me. Shut up, Alan. The problem for the bank was that when interest rates rise, the prices for government bonds fall. In an attempt to combat inflation, the Federal Reserve has been hiking interest rates repeatedly recently. And as a result, Silicon Valley Bank's bond portfolio started plunging in value. Oh, God, you're right. This, this is boring, isn't it? Told you. Now, a bigger bank may have been able to sit on and withstand those losses and simply wait for the value of its bonds to mature again. However, market conditions have soured for lots of tech companies over the last year. And as a result, many of them started drawing on their deposits. Silicon Valley Bank didn't have enough cash on hand to meet the value of those withdrawals, so it started selling some of its bonds to cover the shortfall. It was forced to do this at steep losses, and that scared the shit out of customers and investors, triggering a run on withdrawals. Now these are tech companies we're talking about, so those withdrawals were not small. It took just 48 hours between SVB announcing its desperate bond sale and the total collapse of the bank. God, this is tedious. Come on, we're nearly finished. The collapse of Silicon Valley Bank sparked fears about the security of investors' deposits in banks of similar sizes. And over the weekend, many of them rushed to move money to other banks that they considered too big to fail. This saw the New York-based Signature Bank collapse in turn, forcing the US regulator to step in. The government has guaranteed all deposits with SVB and Signature, regardless of their size, in a desperate bid to calm spooked investors and head off a domino effect of bank failures. Back home in the UK, the collapse of SVB's British arm could have seen tech firms and startups here unable to pay wages and ultimately collapsing. Thankfully, the British bank's operations were saved from insolvency and a potentially expensive taxpayer bailout of SVB's 3,500 British customers, by HSBC stepping in to buy them out and guarantee the value of all deposits. However, the markets remain decidedly spooked by all of this, and questions now desperately need to be asked about how the American regulator failed to spot the huge risk SVB was taking with the size of its bond portfolio. Confidence in the American banking sector, and therefore global share prices as a whole, are now distinctly shaky, in fear of what else the regulator may have missed. Well, congratulations, Red. You've done it. You've successfully bored everyone listening to death. And isn't that just the point, Alan? 
All of this, the enormous risks banks continue to take with customers' money through the poor regulatory oversight and the general insecurity of the whole system, relies on the public being too bored to pay attention to it all. And that puts us all at risk of financial disaster. Heads up, bros, coming through. It's a beautiful day to take cocaine and pitch a dating app in the California sunshine. Finally. May I? Knock yourself out, Alan. Come here, you. Whoa, bro, not cool. That is a thumbs down from me. Hard dislike. Oh, shut the fuck up, you tosspot. Wait, what the fuck? Oh, no! <laughs> That's better. <sighs> we are Red Redmond, reporting for IC News. So there you have it, everyone. A hastily slapped together in one day edition of IC News. We'll be back with the best bits of the start of this season at the same time next week. But until then, I'm leaving you with nothing. <laughs> because Sam was too busy coughing and scrubbing beef-scented liquid shit out of an expensive memory foam mattress this week to get any headlines written. <sighs> I'm so happy. <laughs> You've been listening to IC News. Thank you and goodbye. me, Danny Sutcliffe. I'm here today with a right bargain for you. And no, it's not just the mystery me I've got in the back of my van. Although that is also primo stuff, so meet me behind odd bins and flash your full beams if you're interested. If you haven't joined our Patreon yet, we've got a special offer for you. Sign up now as one of our early bird supporters and you can get access to all of our exclusive content for just £2 a month. If you want bonus podcast sketches, compilation episodes and ICU stories, this is the cheapest you're ever going to get them. You've got to be quick though, this deal is limited to the first 500 patrons and they'll get snapped up quick. It's the best way to show your support for the show and you'll be helping us to grow moving forwards. As always, thank you for all of your support and we hope you enjoy the show. And no, it's not badger me. And if Brian May tries to tell you otherwise, he's a fucking liar. <laughs>